Wow, Mandalorian season two. It's crazy. What a ride. What a hoot. From start to finish, just uh, nonstop, really. We didn't get high any, highs. Except we got maybe one episode of, of a kind of a slowdown breather. Yeah. And some egg sucking and some spiders. But for Ooh, the most wait. part, this season's been insane. Yep. And we have all these new shows coming out that are going to either be companion pieces or just new spinoffs and new chapters in the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. Gabe, we have someone with us here today who's been with us really all along. It's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Inside of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have with us? It's Bryce Reeve. Yeah, give it up. <laughs> There's cheering and clapping. You can all hear it. Resident lore uh, expert. Expert. <laughs> Your lordship. <laughs> Redcounting the fat lineage. So, yeah. So we'll jump right in. Oh, man. What did you guys think of the season as a whole? It's good. Good? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Great. Sounds good. That's a wrap. <laughs> what uh, What did you guys... I mean, I liked it better than season one, I would say. Same. And I think a lot of it had to do with all the crazy cameo moments, like the Boba Fett introduction and Ahsoka and Luke. Yeah. Luke. I just think the, the lows in season one were lower. Yeah. And the highs in season two were higher. If season one didn't have the twilight episode if it was like some other mission where it introduced bill burr's character it would have that whole season would have felt stronger to me to me it's the uh it's the two before that that are really bad to me the sanctuary and the the gunslinger are so (laughs) bad the one where he meets cara dune yeah, they're, fighting, the, they're um, fighting the walker. And then the second one is where they see Fennec and they have that Han Solo interloper. Oh, that one wasn't horrible. Yeah, if we're talking subtlety. <laughs> we're not talking subtlety. We're not talking subtlety. <laughs> um, especially in that uh, that forest episode. Yeah. You don't get any real like good character moments that aren't forced. That's yeah. probably my least favorite as well. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 were your favorite episodes from this season or episode? Um, singular it's a toss-up between the first one of this season and the second to last one i'd say both were really good both were great super strong yeah and and it's interesting that you said that because i would have thought for myself i those are definite like pillars of like episodes in this season but i and i've said this before but i think i like the lore episodes more like like i think the episode where ahsoka showed up was definitely my favorite um, very good too that was yeah <laughs> that was hands down i loved the look and feel of that planet and all of the um korean and japanese like cinema throwback and yeah. the western yeah. throwback in that episode like yeah. all the genres it was pulling from and the fact that it was directed by dave filoni he did an unbelievable yeah. job to me that was just like mm, the yeah, highlight I, didn't even, I haven't even thought about that episode in a yeah. while it's i only watched good. it once that's it's my a- favorite for sure Really? Yeah, and talking about openers uh, huh. that this season, I think killed it. The Ahsoka as like a like a slasher monster yeah. in the opener so of that episode cool. just was everything I wanted. Yep. Yeah. And then again, when like when Boba Fett shows up out of nowhere, when Grogu's in the middle of his like Jedi portal force field, and then and the Slave One shows up, I was just oh, okay. This is this is amazing. Mm-hmm. That wasn't one of my favorite episodes. By far, because but a favorite moment, of, Californian backyard. Yeah. yeah, they're having a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, but like the <laughs> fact that the slave one showed up and Boba Fett got his armor back. <laughs> <laughs> they're having a gender reveal party. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Amazing. <laughs> Too soon for us Californians. And I still love episode two, uh, which is probably the episode with the least story progression in the entire Spider series. One? But seeing those it was really good. crazy uh, Ralph McQuarrie spiders mm-hmm. on the big uh, on the small screen was just is yeah. so good. Which they were actually, I mean, you guys said this back when we recorded the video podcast. Uh, they were in Rebels, but they actually are very prominently in Rebels. The spooters? The spiders are. Nice. I saw them a lot in the show. Wow. Yeah. And mainly surrounding. Steven just watched the Rebels. Yeah. For you listeners. The whole season was great. I I think as like a, a season of television produced by Disney, it was just definitely a really good season of television for streaming. Uh, produced by Disney? No, just by itself. But And then the fact that it was produced by Disney, I think we got those kind of cheesy moments like the bad CGI with Luke and stuff. And mm-hmm. But overall, no, was, I, I'd highly recommend this season of television. We have geeked out in depth on our Instagram page. On every episode. On every episode of this season. With video podcasts for anyone that is hearing this and hasn't watched that or followed our Instagram page. We have in-depth, nerdy, nerdy breakdowns. Of retconning the fat lineage. Yeah, of every episode. I think someone who's not even a huge Star Wars fan can watch this series yeah. and have a good time. Yeah. You might be a little lost and be like, wait, how does, why is Luke Skywalker showing up here? There's a spoiler. But there's spoilers. But even then, even with all the cameos that each episode focused around, it never felt like it, it leaned on it to the point where you'd have to know that character's history. Yeah. Like, it's there for the fans, of course, who know who they are, but it never felt like uh, you were losing something if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. I think it was just there to enrich the experience. Yeah, which is I, I like, for instance, why <clears throat> I was so glad they didn't name drop Luke in the finale. It's like, oh, yeah. it wasn't necessary. A, a viewer who's never seen a Star Wars yeah. film can watch this and just be like, that guy's insane. Yeah. And then that could be the springboard for launching them into the rest of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Or just the original movies that have been out for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> Darth soon. Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> Oh, what, what? I thoroughly enjoyed my stay, and I'm really excited to see where they go next. Because while this, like you guys said earlier, this season's wrapped up a lot of the plot that we've been dealing with so far, mm-hmm. it's set up some really cool stuff for the future of mm-hmm. this show. And hopefully we get more of it, because we don't know for sure if it's going to be more Boba or more Mando. or Yeah, I don't know. Ideally, a mix of both. Yeah. You know? I, I don't see our Mandalorian, Din, leaving the show. You know, and, and there have been rumors of him leaving, but or the the actor Pedro Pascal leaving. But he's too I, good for them to drop. I I know, and I I think yeah. it's all hearsay. But I wish personally that it still followed Dinjarin's story because they actually set yeah. him up to be a very cool character. Yeah, where he could carry on without Grogu now, and then they're like, well, we're gonna take a side sidetrack for one season yeah. or two seasons with Boba Fett. I mean, you just think about that from the context of a non, like super fan. Yeah, like. Now we're going to be following this new character who we don't really know much about, who just hasn't really had any real development thus far. Like, what what would be your incentive for watching that besides just watching more of The Mandalorian and hoping Din shows up and Baby Yoda? Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because, I mean, j- this is just kind of for the listeners. Like, Mandalorian isn't just for super fans of Star Wars. It's, yeah. it's bled into pop culture. Like, yeah. it's come out you know this amazing season of star wars television has come out in a global pandemic when everyone's at their homes watching tv so if you're not a huge star wars fan you're watching this boba fett's a very very popular franchise character Mm -hmm. and so 
because you know the Mandalorian is super popularized in pop culture. Yeah, it, it would be really strange, I think. But but it's also sort of ca- uh, par for the course, I feel, with a lot of the, the swing of television these days because we have so many anthology series mm-hmm. series that happen Zero. now. Yeah, Sirai. And it's like we spend one season with this True Detective, we spend this next season with this True Detective, or one season with this American Horror Story, then this next season. And they all kind of tie together at some point. And and I think that fits in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, But just not when you've established this show already as this is the main character. I will will miss Dinger, and I think think I've grown to like him more than even Boba Fett at this point. Yeah, I would say the same. Well, he certainly had more characterization. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe that's why they're doing Boba Fett. Because, you know, we, we've said before that, like, when The Mandalorian as the show was first announced, people were sort of speculating what this show might actually be, and people were thinking it might be a Boba Fett show. And I think they could easily now turn it into a Boba Fett show, which is sort of interesting. Yeah, and, and again, I'm fine with the Boba Fett show. Like, I really like the way they handled him thus far in, in The Mandalorian. Yeah. And... I think if they were to continue this show without Baby Yoda in every episode, having a face or a helmet like Boba Fett front and center is probably the only way you could do that and like maintain the right. you know, the popular appeal. Yeah. Because, I mean, think about how many toys Baby Yoda sold, you know? Yeah. And shirts. And, and yeah. shirts and just how much Baby Yoda has like penetrated the the popular consciousness you know i think you're right for the ubiquity of the of the ip but i still think back on episode one of season one and mando before he even finds yoda it was such a cool experience just Mm -hmm. to watch him work watch him move around and exist in the universe yeah so if baby yoda had never even been in the cradle i think this we still would have had a i I think so wonderful time watching this series can't forget the fact that he is in it now yeah so to to remove that like key factor to the show. I mean, there was even something weird in episode seven of this season when it's the first one of the whole show, which baby Yoda was not in it. Um, it, I mean, I thought that worked really well because he was still sort of driving the plot for, they're trying to get him, but Mm -hmm. just his absence, his like, you know, appearance or lack thereof. um, Palpable. Was palpable. Palpable. Yeah. But overall great star Wars. Oh yeah. Great television and uh just bad cg in some parts some bad cg yeah and honestly like i i think about i think about that that's one thing that i really don't like actually about rogue one is there's two characters that are have cgi makeovers and are entirely cgi it really takes you out of the movie and to me it takes it Mm -hmm. from being like an a plus to like an a or an a to an a minus and the mandalorian season two Every episode was teeing it up to have this amazing finale and and be an amazing season of TV, which it still is very, very good. But in my mind, it took it from being an A-plus season of TV when Luke Skywalker showed up at the end to being maybe like an A-minus. Yeah. Because that will glaringly stick out in my mind as being just subpar. Just takes you so far out of the world that you were just so deep into. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate. And I felt the same way with Rogue One when literally the last shot of Rogue One was Leia showing up, entirely created from CGI before Carrie Fisher died, mind you. And But she just didn't look right. And I was like, oh, wow, that was a terrible end to an amazing movie. And so so it just it's still great to watch and like 
be immersed in Star Wars, but I just wish they would have like nailed it, stuck the landing, and it really feel like they didn't hear. His voice was good though. He sounded like Luke. I thought like at times. Luke. Yeah. Well, they brought Mark Hamill in, which was awesome. For what? What exactly did he do? I assume he was the stand-in because he was credited he was as stand-in, and also the. Uh, he probably, I mean, because he's a voice character actor, yeah. he probably did like a young version of himself. It's me, young Luke. <laughs> I am younger now. Anyway, yeah, that's that's how I feel. So just a little bit subpar because they didn't stick the landing because of the CG. Yeah. If it wasn't such a major character in the franchise, it wouldn't be so subpar. But because like you're bringing Luke Skywalker, the, the main protagonist hero of the original Star Wars trilogy that launched this franchise into the last episode of your show, you better get it right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it seemed unfinished. <laughs> Genuinely, the yeah. CGI seemed just like, like Cyberpunk <laughs> or Cats 2019. There you go. <laughs> no, yeah. genuinely, it seems like the kind of thing that they would. I don't know that like, the internet reaction to this yet or not. I haven't really been on the yeah, internet. Yeah, this. Since. Yeah, this is we're recording this nine hours after it came out. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah, exactly. Um, nine hours. So that said, to me, it seems like something that they would release. Like uh, they would just update it on Disney Plus yeah. eventually. Just Which like they've they, done with they the show. Out the jeans they took out the, there was a, <laughs> uh, a crew member seen in the background of one shot yeah. with jeans. See, and if they did that, if they updated it with better CGI... I would feel better about I it, would, honestly. Because t- then it would be forever cemented in what the show could be. And yeah. I'd be completely fine with that. It would put it back up to an A-plus for me. Because mm-hmm. it's just the uncanny yeah. visuals that really just make it jarring. Yeah. You know? Din jarring. They make it din no, jarring. You guys are unstoppable. <laughs> All right, well, incorrigible. With all this being said, we're done, Jaren. In that was great. In uh, the cult podcast fashion, enjoy the the main Mandalorian score from Ludwig Goransson. 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 And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.